Hello, and welcome to the Tech Dirt Podcast. I'm Mike Masnick. The world is increasingly technological, so we have better get methodical. Bringing precision to critical digital journalism with the singular vision of the modern monocle. Stopping the copyright bullies from pulling the wall on us. Painting and taking on all the plates to pay to troll. Document the ways that they aim to take control. Scrutinizing through their lies and make them fall. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. If we don't stand up to them, someone will get hurt. To grab a shovel and dig up the tech. Once again, as a reminder, uh, if you're a Patreon backer, please uh, send in some questions for our backers-only podcast. You can find us at patreon.com slash techdirt. Um, so in early March, New York Times columnist Farhad Manju wrote a column claiming that he had stopped getting news from social media and instead had spent two months going old school, mostly getting his news from good old-fashioned newspapers, magazines, and, well, I guess, not-so-old-fashioned podcasts. Uh, in that column, he claimed that this experience was life-changing, saying that he became less addicted to news, more informed, and had a lot more free time, and he even indicated that it made him a better all-around person. Uh, he recommended a simple prescription for others, which was get news, not too quickly, and avoid social. Of course, uh, this message was quickly undermined by a number of people who followed Manju on Twitter, pointing out that he did not, in fact, leave Twitter. Indeed, during his uh, supposed two-month uh, sabbatical from Twitter, uh, he tweeted hundreds of times, including about the news. He's since defended himself, arguing that he meant something a bit more nuanced and that he still used Twitter, but not really for news, though that was not at all clear from the article that he wrote. That controversy aside, uh, there is an interesting question about whether or not social media is actually good for our news consumption habits. Uh, obviously, on the one hand, social media has been fairly incredible as a way for people to not only get breaking news quickly, but to also see a variety of different viewpoints. Indeed, a story that I've told before is that the first time I realized just how powerful Twitter was, was back in January of 2008, when I saw people tweeting about what was happening inside various rooms during the Iowa caucuses. While CNN and the rest of the media was reporting on an expected Hillary Clinton win, uh, someone had put together a feed retweeting tweets from inside the actual rooms, and that feed kept showing that Obama was winning over Hillary in room after room. It was only hours later that the mainstream news actually reported on the supposedly shocking results that Obama had won easily in Iowa. That sort of rapid insider access is, is really quite powerful, and, and ever since then I've sort of uh, pointed to that as a reason why Twitter is so powerful for news. But some argue it can also be kind of damaging in that we get sort of addicted to the dopamine hits of, of breaking news. And in an age like today where there's so much news happening, some argue that it's in some ways dulling our senses with so much outrage, often without useful context or the ability to step away and sort of uh, understand what's, what's really happening. Uh, I've described it at times as something of a denial-of-service attack. There's so much news so quickly that our brains can't always process what to do about any of it, and so we sort of mentally give up. Of course, I also remember that with basically every new technology, we end up with some sort of moral panic about how it's melting people's brains and destroying lives. There have been moral panics about 
VCRs and cable TV and radio and novels and comic books and pinball machines and even going way back, there were moral panics about the waltz and about chess and about the damage it was doing to our brains. And yet society seems to figure out how to not only cope but to enjoy those things and to look back and laugh at those previous moral panics. So for today's podcast, I wanted to explore whether or not social media is good or bad for news, or even if that's a silly question altogether. We've got our regular co-hosts around, Dennis Yang and Hirsch Reddy. Hirsch, I'm going to start with you uh, because of everyone that I follow, you're probably one of the biggest news junkies that, that I, I find on Facebook. So uh, would you be able to survive if you didn't get your news via Facebook or spread news via Facebook? Um, I can easily survive not getting my news from Facebook because I don't get my news from Facebook. I okay. From, I mean, Hirsch uh, posts a lot. Yeah, yeah I, I guess you post. Lot, I, I assume I really... that because you post so much about it that you're getting a lot of your news via yeah, Facebook. I mean, Hirsch is single-handedly one of the most prolific posters on the <laughs> yes. Facebook feed. I, so. I, think, uh, I think I occasionally do get um, a few stories, but a lot of times people, because I'm such a prolific poster, I've usually posted most of the things or at least read most of the things that people have posted um to their own feeds so if i look at my news feed and i'm looking at it right now mm -hmm. most of the articles people in my circle have posted are from like the washington post new york times uh -huh. and there's like one article from the economist uh, oh there's another one from the wall street journal so these are papers that i look at the articles in the morning just i, I don't read all the articles obviously but i look at what the headlines are and uh -huh. i decide what i'm interested in reading and so if it shows up in my news feed from somebody that i respect again i might reevaluate whether or not i want to read it and i might just to actually be clear these are you have friends you don't respect <laughs> yeah of course there's a lot of people who's like choice in news i sure. don't respect a facebook friend is is uh you know yeah, it's, I, it stretches I mean, the term friend sometimes. Right? Yeah, there are definitely yeah. Facebook people whose whose yeah. viewpoints I, you know, I, I don't find. It, it, well, no, it's not even that so much. I mean, there's a lot of people whose viewpoint I, I vehemently disagree with, but yeah. I agree a lot of times with the articles they find interesting. Sure. So uh, I think one of the things that is useful for my Facebook is um, my because I went to Berkeley for law school. A lot of my circle is much more left wing than me. Mm -hmm. And I, I do get some articles posted that are interesting from sometimes from publications I wouldn't ordinarily open up, like Mother Jones and things like that. Uh -huh. so, so every once in a while I will read um, those kinds of articles <laughs> because they, they come on my feed. <laughs> Crazy left-wing publication. You'll, you'll yeah. dip your toe into yeah, the, I, I, the I left-wing waters. I, I actually – it's not even – for, for me a lot of times it's uh, – you know, we're – you know, we're drifting from the topic, but sure. a lot of times for me, it's it's not the political leanings of the publications that irritates me so much as them not being able to get to the point in a in a in a, in a short time. Right? Uh -huh. You know, like for me, like the gold standard is the Economist. Right? If you read an Economist article, like it's right to the point immediately, and it, maybe they even lose some nuance there because they don't spend a lot of time on it. But but I like so, that. So do you? So about the Economist, do you go directly to the Economist yeah. website? So 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 your news. So, so let's actually go through this. Yeah. Why don't we take a step back and talk about our our news consuming habits? Mm -hmm. So so your news consuming habit is sort of first thing in the morning. You go to a small list of publications. You go yeah. directly to their websites. Mm -hmm. So so I, I go directly to the Washington Post and the Economist because I have. And do you use their websites or do you use their mobile apps? 
I use their websites. On, okay. On, on, on and so, website, and then you'll kind of skim through the different yeah. headlines and figure out which ones you actually want to exactly. to rant about on Facebook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> rant about on Facebook, and then um, feel free and to actually, follow Hirsch on Facebook. The new ranty. the 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 New York Times and Wall Street Journal articles I get will be f- usually from Hacker News and Reddit. Uh-huh. So I follow a couple Do you of see subreddits. Pay for for any of these. I pay for the Economist and the Washington Post. I should probably pay for the Wall Street Journal and. And New, New York, York Times. Times too, but I I don't. So you um, just keep hitting against their their paywall and. Yeah, I I I uh, should I admit this on the podcast? <laughs> I I use the incognito mode shamelessly. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think a lot of people. I think don't. everyone does that basically. Yeah. I don't know if I should admit that, but um, yeah, I do do that. So oh no, Hirsch. So I, I felt like I should. Pay would for you the w- Would you like me to disguise your voice? <laughs> yeah, your yeah. Name I um, yeah. So uh, <laughs> no. So I, I pay for the Washington Post. Uh, I actually just started paying for the Washington Post probably less than twelve months ago. Okay. Um, and I actually for the amount of articles that I read there, it's probably worth it. But it was actually one of the easiest papers to like get around the paywall for. Mm-hmm. But I but I actually paid for it because um, I felt they were. It's almost like I pay for Wikipedia. I felt like they were doing a function separate from providing me news stories, which is that, like, I, I like how they operate, basically, as a newspaper. Right. And that's why I paid for them. And, I sh- and under the same principle, I should probably pay for the Times, too, and the Wall Street Journal, but um, I don't know. It adds I, up. I feel like I'm paying too many subscriptions Yeah, already, that's that's you know? that's the issue with, with all yeah. these things. All right, so, yeah. Dennis, how about you? How, how do you? how do you get your news? I mean, my, my news sources are, are predominantly Reddit. Uh-huh. If you want to count that as a news source, but I guess sure, yeah. it kind no, of it is. is. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I reread it every morning, and I look at my Facebook and Twitter feed. So I do get basically my primary news sources are what you would, I guess, consider social media. Totally. Reddit, Reddit is social media, yeah. So yep. I, if if it doesn't come through those channels, then I probably won't hear it. I mean, I do have my Alexa flash briefing every morning, which is nice. Um, but that's not – I guess, that, that yeah, that, that that gives me some news. Yeah, morning. sure. So that's that's how news gets to me. Okay. Uh, one of the things that I've I've realized about like Hacker News and Reddit, and I, I think you can say Hacker News is also social media, right? Sure. Um, yeah. You do also recognize like what a horrible reputation Hacker News has, right? In in terms of like the news is that's it? posted there. What, yeah. what What do you mean by that? <laughs> All right. Uh, I mean, gonna... almost everyone I know just constantly makes fun of how bad Hacker News is because the 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 people who post there and their analysis of the news tends to be uh, wildly incorrect uh, on a on a very <laughs> consistent <laughs> basis, um, and so it. You, it, you think so? Like I oh don't. Th- I don't. Gosh, I don't find terrible. that to be true about technical topics. Uh, I mean, okay, I, I, but on 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 topics related to to stuff that I'm often interested in in terms of like policy, law, um, uh, even like. I, I, yeah, their 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 stance on like patents and stuff like that is very is very like uninf. It's not it's it, it's it's basically like high school level. But but you have to understand the audience. The audience there is a bunch <laughs> sure. of programmers, right? Yeah, they're not no, a bunch I, of I lawyers. It. I get and it. But the, there, it's, it, it's there isn't like, much variation. Well, there, what is that? So. I, I, I think what is the phrase people refer to it as the orange website when they don't want to name it because then like the the fans of the website get all. Uh, pissy <laughs> about yeah. people. I, I don't know if I would go so far as to say I'm a fan of the website, but I think one of the reasons uh, I find um, Hacker News useful is that, like, so for example, you you'll actually see people post um, 
things out of like news groups and things like that, like commentary uh-huh. from like from sure, uh, yeah, yeah, like no, high does, level it, programs I, I will, and things like that, which it, you don't it get will elsewhere. turn up. It will turn up things that you don't see elsewhere, and the yeah. same is true of Reddit uh, as well. Medium posts and stuff. So, I think I, I think certain subreddits probably do uh, play the same function. And by the way, Dennis, what subreddits do you actually subscribe to? Um, I mean, I, I that you're willing to admit. I'm willing to admit. <laughs> um, let's see. We can take a fair look. I can look at my front page. Like I, I have movies. Ask Reddit. Data is beautiful. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. I, I, I basically like news is here. Politics, politics is here. Those are probably the big ones. But I don't think I subscribe to any crazy subreddits. No. Are, are there any particular ones that I'm missing? Yeah, Besides, I think like science and I, I well, love like Ask Reddit. Well, I think um, especially in, in the in the place where you are, you should definitely subscribe to Android Dev and our programming. I'm, I mean, our, our programming. I don't need Android Dev, maybe, but uh, well, all right, probably, we're, we're, I, we're, we're, I think we're getting we're getting into the weeds. Well, the, well, the well the, I, the reason I brought it up is that like I think that these specific like like topic interests um, groups, and there's probably something analogous on Facebook too. There's probably Facebook groups for specific things. Actually, sure. I know I know for a fact it is because yeah. my wife is part of a, some kind of a law mommies. Facebook group or something like that. There's a million uh, Facebook. Yeah, there's there's a yeah, million. Yeah. I'm I'm a part of a lot of parenting Facebook groups that post a lot of news. Yeah, that's um, like specific to moms of a for, particular well, profession, which is like you know that's. I mean, yeah, like yeah, I'm I'm I, I've sort of stopped following it, but I was a part of a Facebook group that that was. Um, you know that I think I've actually mentioned this on the podcast before. That I actually tried to bring together people from different, um, you know, sort of political groups, but that's where. Cool that were um non crazy i think was the the <laughs> the description and so i, don't know. It, I it, want to know the, the vetting questions for that yeah but well it's it's inclusion. it's a careful self selection yeah. there yeah but but but, but, but it, i mean it was interesting because that that group actually did you know present News and people disagreed, but actually had fairly civil discussions about yeah, well, it. Well, when was this? Was this back when Obama was president? Because this, back then, every everybody this, who was not was crazy not, well, wasn't, was, wasn't pop this was, on one side. No, this was leading up to the election and then uh, into you know into 2017. I, I've sort of fallen off from following that group, but I'm I'm still a part of it. You know, this is another digression, but I feel like. A lot of those kinds of forums that were like like neutral politics, for example, on Reddit, that's a subreddit I uh, subscribe to, which is like, you know, they at least they aspire to be sort of an, uh, a place where everyone even handedly discusses things. Mm-hmm. But in, and it was pretty even, you know, Democrat, Republican prior to Trump's election. And then after Trump's election, the entire forum has just become like, um, you know, very anti Trump and I, th- I think it's kind of a this thing where like for example like no one wants to admit they're a Republican anymore in Silicon Valley it used to be hard enough before Trump was elected but now it's just like there's no Republicans like all the Republicans I know who will still admit that they're Republicans are are like in, o- in Ohio or something right <laughs> and even they they're just they, they all want to be very careful to say we don't support Trump but we're still Republicans and 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 those type of people that used to be in the Bay Area now are just like we're not even Republicans like this is not our party like so I think I think it's very difficult to get this kind of like even-handed um, you know pro-administration anti-administration type of a group together or if even a social feed together just because a lot of the one side really has become kind of insane right like it's just, <laughs> well it's it's i mean it, it does appear that many supporters of of the president perceive any any criticism as a direct attack and, and sort of responds 
with a counterattack. And, and so that's and, – and I do think that social media sort of could amplify that and, and just make it, you know, much more that any time you see anything that you perceive as an attack, you you know, it, it leads people to, to, to respond in kind. Now, uh, and, and just to complete the circle because I never said yeah. my news – uh, gathering what are your is, secret is, sources is almost exclusively Twitter at this point. Um, I mean, I, I have I use lists pretty heavily to to sort of sort because I follow lots of people. Do you use Twitter? Can't read or Twitter client of any any sort? Yeah. So um, I actually over time I, I used to just use TweetDeck, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of like you know the power tool for Twitter users. Um, but even that was so buggy and annoying. Um, I, I've done two things. One was that there's a, an overlay for TweetDeck that actually makes it somewhat usable called Tweetin, mm-hmm. um, which which I use and 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 talk about frequently because it's pretty awesome. Um, but I've I've even found like just because TweetDeck itself is such a garbage piece of software um, <laughs> that that I actually prefer now to mostly get my news on my phone rather than my desktop. Like when I, I sort of have now, it used to be um, that I would, you know, just sort of, well, I still keep tweeting open um, in the background, but I actually don't look at it that frequently anymore. Um, I, I usually just, you know, there'll be a point in time where it's like, okay, time to go see what's going on in the news and I'll, um, I'll move away from my desk <laughs> and and just use my phone and kind of go through and there so there I have like I have a, a Twitter app on my my phone called Talon which is a, it's an Android Twitter app which I really like um, and the other thing that I'll use is um, Nuzzle uh, which is a, a tool for Twitter which basically is like a news aggregator for Twitter it basically looks at um, all the accounts of people that you follow right. and finds the ones that like if a lot of people are linking to a particular story, it um, you know creates a sort of personalized collection of these are the stories that everybody in your Twitter is linking to. Um, and so I often find like as a first pass, I'll just kind of go through nuzzle, see which you know what are the big stories, what are people saying about them right. and then I use lists um, in Talon in, in this this Twitter app and kind of go through you know people who I make sure that I always read their feeds. Uh, and kind of skim through that. And and that's, you know, those are the big things. I mean, people send me stuff all the time. So I, I certainly get stories via email um, and a couple other places where they pop up. But but generally my main news gathering source is, is Twitter, but obviously like curated pretty specifically into the people who I know who are tend to be good at, at finding good news stories. Yeah, I mean, there's there's one thing I think that's common to all of these news sources is that it takes a, a good amount of work to get them to sure. generate good news, right? So like Twitter, Facebook, and even Reddit to some regard, you know, like, I don't I don't know how many people actually personalize their Reddits, but you have to put a good amount of work in, in terms of like, you know, following the right people or following the right subreddits or, you know, I think Facebook is a little bit weird as a news source because I don't friend people on Facebook because I want their news, whereas Twitter, yeah. I follow them because... I, I kind of want their news. So Twitter is, for me, a better news source than Facebook. Yeah, right? totally. I mean, for me, you know, Facebook is almost all like family personal stuff, um, sure. you know, other than Hersh's feed. <laughs> right. <laughs> almost everybody else is just, you know, weddings and babies. And, uh, right, which makes sense. Because yeah. I mean, that's what you, you know, most people, have, most people have curated their Facebook, you know, lists as 
friends and family. Right. Whereas Twitter followers or the people you follow on Twitter are not necessarily friends and family. Right. right. And I'm sure different people use Twitter in different ways. Um, you know, I'm sure there, there are people using Twitter in the same way that they're using Facebook and that they yeah, only sure. follow friends and family, right? So. Yeah, I mean, all different people have different different setups. But so, so let's get back to the the. Yeah. the I, would, I would love to see what Twitter looks like for you. I mean, since your fo- since your following list is public, I, I've been wondering if there's this service out there for a while. But just like I want to see what Twitter looks like for M. Mesnick, right? Right. Except, I mean, and I, I mean, like again, as I said, I like. Well, I use you know TweetDeck and I use lists pretty heavily. Right. Um, so and I want to see your list. I think. I mean, Those I are think private. most of my lists are private. I think I have one or two that are public, um, but I haven't touched no, the those. Good, in, you're hiding the good stuff. You have two public lists. I have two public lists. You have one list called News. Yeah, that's old. I and haven't touched that one in a while. It only has 66 people. So I guess this is what I was asking for, so I can see what this, <laughs> this list looks like. But Yeah, that that's an outdated list. I haven't updated that one yeah. in, in probably four or five years. Um, yeah, I mean, didn't they, Twitter change their, their news feed algorithm? though like did that affect the way you use twitter at all no i mean because twitter's algorithm doesn't impact me at all all right oh, really? the only the only thing where the algorithm impacts you is if you use the actual twitter app and I it, see. it recommends this or that story to you i mean i use you use tweet and tweet deck so you're immune and 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 talon and and i just go through my list and, and so like there are certain lists that i have that are um you know must reads and then i read everything that that flows through that list and those are obviously smaller. It's not a huge number of people, but I know that most. You know, I'm going to get most of the news, and then using Nuzzle, I sort of catch anything big that that w- didn't happen to flow through. Right. Um, that the, everyone else those has particular lists. Yeah. yeah. And I've. I mean, I've thought about at times like making making the the sort of the key list that I follow public, but I I just haven't done it. Because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm, I'm going to really look like a noob now i didn't even realize it was such a thing called twitter lists and so as the two of you have been talking i've been looking I mean, at most people <laughs> most people don't most, most people don't know and and twitter itself is sort of really you know played that down and and it's incredible to me and to and you know i've spoken about this with lots of sort of power twitter users yeah. we, we don't understand why i mean it, that's what makes twitter usable honestly i mean I, without that i don't i don't see how anyone really gets much value out of twitter just because it's just this constant fire well, hose i don't know i've 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 made a whole bunch of lists but i don't ever use them so oh, really I, and i use twitter's home feed on their web page so yeah see i don't i just don't i that's too much right i mean so like for me like with tweet deck you know or tweeting actually you know i have like my first two columns the very first column is the full fire hose of everything that i follow and that's just constantly streaming by and so every once in a while like i'll just something will just catch my eye um Mm. from that but that's like pure serendipity right i mean it's just like i just happened to spot it you know the second column over is my key feed and like literally that's what i call it that's the ones that i absolutely have to read um and then i have sort of you know lesser secondary feeds where it's like if i have enough time get to this feed um and you know and i've sort of found that setup works pretty well for me um but you know but i you know it, it at times it's overwhelming and you know and i've joked about this um and i recently actually refactored my, my that that key feed because it was becoming overwhelming and i used to be able to i would say i would wake up in the morning i could check how many unread um 
tweets there were in that key feed. And based on how many, I could tell, you know, whether or not the president had done something insane overnight. <laughs> um, because <laughs> there was a pretty clear correlation where if there were about 200 unread tweets, then something bad had happened. Right. Um, you know, if it was less than 100, then it had been a pretty calm night, um, you know, and, and, and anything in between there. And so, you know, and and but then for a while there was a period of time where basically every day it was like between 200 and 300 or even over 300 tweets and i just said this is crazy and I actually i actually some of the uh, the high volume <laughs> tweeters i moved them to a a secondary list um <laughs> which you know signal to noise ratio is yeah it, it got it got a little overwhelming on the on the noise um but you know i i've actually found that that works for me but it is there is this sort of you know, I know there's this constant flow going where if I'm, you know, when I don't set aside the time to actually, you know, look at the news, um, you know, look at that flow, like there's, there's stuff happening. Um, and so I, I get the, the feeling and the concern that some people feel sort of addicted and they sort of have to jack in. And, and, and there is this, this, you know, to me, the longer I don't look at that feed, the longer it gets. Um, and so, like, there is this sense of like, oh man, you know, if I'm if I spend too much time away from that, then when I get there, it's going to be just so overwhelming to get through. And you know, especially for that key feed, like, I still feel like I have to go through the whole thing. But but for me, at least, like, part of that is like my job right so i think it's different for people who it's like you guys that's not your job to follow the news it's it is my job to follow the news so i don't know if i'm if i'm an outlier or sort of an an oddity um in that i need to do this for for my occupation whereas you know right i feel like if you get to a certain point in your career even if you're not a journalist it kind of is your job to follow the news you know even as a lawyer i felt like i had to read the news um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's plenty of policy things and, and even just technology things so that you have a context. Um, so it, it, I, I think you're going to unless you're somebody who's like a very low level sort of not low level in the sense of sort of seniority, but low level in terms of the applications that you're writing. Um, and you're very focused on a very technically narrow thing, like you're a brain surgeon or you're like a driver writer or something like that. I, I almost anyone else, you can't afford to just live in in a box right there's there's just too many things changing even if you're a web developer you kind of need to keep your finger on the pulse of what's changing on web technology right and and even the peripheral things like what's happening in copyright law like what can and you can't do in the sure. applications i mean there are things like, like I, and i i agree i mean i think you know i mean there was also just this this i don't know if you guys saw there was this recent new york times article about the guy who decided that after the election he wanted to avoid all news and he's like spent like the last year and a half, like literally mm-hmm. avoiding all news. Um, what does he do <laughs> that he's able to do? That? <laughs> well, he's like he's actually a former technology exec. I forget where he worked. Like I don't know if it was Amazon or Netflix or so- something. He worked at some tech company. And and the important like, word there is former. Yes, like, I don't think I don't think you. Yeah, be that's current. the thing. So yeah. he he moved to. Oh gosh, I'm blanking on where it was. Somewhere in the Midwest, um, and like. He sort of like lives in this, you know, sort of isolated area. But he like, you know, he's basically convinced everyone around him to to live in this world. Like he has seen no news like since the election, basically. Um, and 
you know, like he goes into the same coffee shop every day and they all know like not to mention the news around him, but he, he actually wears headphones and plays white noise when they're, <laughs> when the, the coffee shop fills up and, you know, and, and he like has strict rules when he's like visiting friends or, or like his, I think his brother is like a, a startup CEO in San Francisco and he came to visit and like everybody had to be told like, don't say anything around him. And there was, and like, the article was just weird and like some people were like, well, you know, gee, that sounds nice. And then like, you know, other people were just like, well, this guy is in such a privileged position where he can literally decide to do that. And it, there's no skin off his back. Whereas like right. for lots and lots of people, like the news really matters. Right. And, and, you know, and, and what's happening in the world is actually important and, you know, must be a nice luxury to have that you can avoid the news entirely. Um, and I think I agree with that that viewpoint. I think it's it's sort of uh, you know I think it's kind of sad if the idea that someone should just like completely avoid all news. And I don't see the utility of it. Is it just so <laughs> that he can focus on his work? Like, no, no, no. He just he just doesn't just wants to live in in blissful ignorance. I think is is basically what it was. He's you know I don't I don't even think he's working well, actually, anymore. If you if if you're not you, right, Mike? Like, I wonder what the utility is for me to actually read politics. I feel like there's some utility for you to read it because you're sure. an opinion maker and you're tweeting and you may actually change minds. But um, I, <laughs> when I write on Facebook, it's literally just my friends that are reading it, and uh-huh. you know, it's just in terms of bang so, for buck. Like, I don't know what the point is of me even writing rants on Facebook. I think it's <laughs> it's mostly for my own entertainment. Right? Sure, like I'm not, sure. But so 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 let's go back to this larger question of like, is it you know, is social media a bad way to get news? Is it a bad way to get news? And and I guess y- what you're implying there is that because you are selecting the news that you no, get. No, it's, it's not or... even that. I mean, it's, it's, it's a few different things, right? I mean, so and, – and people make all different arguments for why they think it might be bad. So one is that. One is like the echo chamber effect where you're sort of building a – you know, you're building this chamber of, of – of, folks that you will only agree with or whatever, which may or may not be true. And, and you know, I, I don't see that how that's any different than, than really any other ways of getting news. Like, you know, if you self-select into the magazines you subscribe to, um, you know, then, then that's the same sort of thing. You know, I think the issue more is just like the, the, the always-on aspect of it. I mean, I sort of described in the fact that, like, if I go away – from checking news for too long, like I feel like, oh my gosh, you know, what has happened in the world and I have to catch up and it's going to be this big long list and I got to find out what happened. And if I look and there's like 200 unread tweets in my, <laughs> my list, then like, oh shit, I got to, you know, figure out what, what, what in the world is happening and why is it so important? And, and, you know, sometimes it is a big news and sometimes it is important and sometimes it's just, you know, the president made a typo on Twitter, you know, so <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. and everyone's joking about it. Right. right. And so, there does feel like, you know, this this always on nature and this, you know, always jacked in, always connected, always having to just have this flow, this constant flow that doesn't give you the, the time to 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 think about, to process, to to contextualize the news. Instead, it's always on to like the next thing and the next scandal and, and, and what is going on. And, and and maybe that's not healthy. I see. But I, I think that is less about 
social media, although so, certainly that, uh, social media is an element of it. And I think it's more about the fact that even if social media didn't exist, there's a t- kind of immediacy with the internet, right? Like I, I sure. recently was having a conversation with someone and I realized that I, before the internet became so interesting, right? Like I would say up to even like 2004, 2005, I probably read uh, a book every week and a half or so over a year, right? Like, so I, uh-huh. I read a huge number of books and my house was constantly filling up with books. Even counting Kindle books, like I've probably bought maybe two dozen books in the last 10 years, or, you know, or maybe five years, let's say, right? Like much, much fewer books. And I read much fewer books because I'm constantly reading these little bite-sized things that sure. are coming from different... And I used to read The Economist magazine from cover to cover every issue as it came in. And I wouldn't... And there wasn't really an online analog. Now I, I don't do that, you know? I don't get... Like if you think of like a an issue of The Economist, like a carefully curated chunk of news almost like an album I'm, i don't i'm not i'm not uh, i'm not consuming albums of news anymore i'm consuming singles right like sure and so yeah and this is i mean yeah. this was that was the premise of nicholas carr had a book a few years ago called the shallows which was the premise was basically like you know the internet is making us dumb because everyone is just getting bite-sized snippets yeah. and nobody's reading anything thorough and i thought that's a load of crap but you know, uh, you're arguing that. Do you think that's true? Do you think no? Getting... I, I no, I don't think that the that the the quality of the news. In yeah. fact, I think it's better. Like, I, I think people put books on a type of a pedestal. Yeah. Even way before there was the internet, there was all these kinds of book that books that were very um, internet e like you know i don't know how to say like <laughs> sure, basically yeah. they, they were there were certainly a lot of nonfiction books that i would read where you'd yeah. read the title you'd read like the first chapter and that was it like you you could skip the you rest the of the book, book right and you're done. Yeah. yeah i mean and, and that's a, like it's funny because people have always said like you know a lot of books should really be sort of long magazine articles a lot of long magazine articles should really be short magazine articles a lot of short magazine articles should really be blog posts and a lot of blog posts should really be tweets and and i think there's some <laughs> truth to that you know that that you know everyone sort of tries to expand out yeah. uh you know their concept into something bigger and i think that's definitely true of a lot of books a lot of books you you know you know the theme you can you can get the message without having to actually read the book and that's that's a you know and and you're right that that sort of books are put on a pedestal and so um that's, that's not to say that that there aren't good and useful books but um you know, I, I, I but you know, yeah. and maybe that's okay. I mean, in the same sense that, like, you know, I, I want to be able to consume more of different kinds of information, and, and, and you know, in a different context, like that's why I listen to podcasts at three x, so I can I can you know <laughs> shove more podcasts into my brain, and so if I can get like important ideas from you know reading shorter articles rather than going into you know into having to, you know, set aside weeks of time to read an entire book, um, maybe that's better. I, I think what you're saying is right, fundamentally. And I think certainly, um, I don't think that my uh, my enrichment about, like, sort of tech topics or business or the news has really been impacted by me sort of falling off on reading books. But certainly, I used to read a lot more history. And I think, I think, my knowledge of history basically came to a dead halt probably 10 years ago, right? Like I haven't read big history books since because, and there's not really any really good blogs that I know of. I'm sure there are some that yeah. really um, talk about interesting historical ideas or like, or, or like there are a lot of podcasts. I mean, that's actually yeah. become a big thing. Like the, yeah, the number of history podcasts yeah. out there. 
I, I've, I read, I, I, I listened to like one of the popular ones. I can't remember. It was like Common Sense History or something. Yeah, like that. yeah. It, it didn't really like impress me. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but uh, because you know, before I would like read like titles that were like you know like the history of the Peloponnesian War or something like that, where I think even if you couldn't cover that in one podcast you'd, you'd probably have to have a series of podcasts and maybe someone's doing that yeah maybe. there are there are yeah. some i forget there was one that i that i tried for a little while that like was going through like you know really detailed historical periods in like you know 12 two-hour podcast segments mm-hmm. it was just like extended into great detail and i i just I, I didn't have enough time to dedicate to that yeah and and the time's another thing as well probably i mean i'm in a different place in life now than when i was then i think it probably yeah. had more leisure time. i mean that's that's the other thing that i sort of am trying to because you know the same thing like i've definitely been reading fewer books these days and 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 i wonder you know how much of that is because i'm, I'm just sucked into sort of reading the quick hits on twitter versus you know life right? <laughs> and, and getting right. older and, and all this kind of stuff. And I do wonder, like, it would be interesting to see, you know, Maybe what you're, are the you're getting habits. like a much more broad, you know, swath of information rather than kind of reading like one deep book at a time. And is that, I, I still read probably yeah. the same amount of time as I read like before. The same amount of time and same amount of words that yeah, you used to read, just, just like more. But, you know, so, so the, the question then is like, you know, are, but are you, are we missing out on stuff that way? Are we, right. are we losing are context? Are we losing the, yeah. the depth? Right. I mean, that's the, yeah. the shallows argument of, mm-hmm. of, of Nick Carr is like, is that true? And I, 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 I'd like to believe it's not true. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm deluding myself. Yeah. I, uh, it's, it's hard. I mean, to, I think it really like would I be doing the same thing that that I'm doing now if there wasn't um, now we're not talking about social media anymore we're really talking about the internet right sure um, and if would, would I be reading the same kinds of things no I, I wouldn't right I, I the internet has definitely I think changed the nature of people's appetite for for news I think I think the kinds of things people cover and the kinds of articles that become viral are are have changed because of the way the internet operates and certainly social media as well right like we like i think beautiful data articles are a thing that has really just exploded because of social media and the and the internet right mm-hmm. like like i and I, I love them as well. I was just recently today looking at this graphic, a very a, an awesome graphic that 538, the website, had done about gun casualties in the United States and about how those gun casualties um, uh, are the vast majority of them are like suicides and homicides and not mass shootings. Right. right. And, and they have this nice graphic to show how that breaks down. Um, and. Something like that wasn't possible on magazines and wasn't really possible on Web 1.0 either. You know, mm-hmm. that I'm not sure exactly how they did that, but it looks like they used like D3.js or something like that. But certainly browsers weren't, didn't have that capability. And that kind of like that kind of um, an article obviously trumps some sort of long form, at least for me, maybe not for everyone, some long form article by like Mother Jones or something about gun violence because I, 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 it, I think it just appeals to the kind well, think, of brain that I have. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it, it's just, you know, there there are alternatives, right? And so it's, it is like there's a lot more experimentation. There's a lot more, you know, there's, I'd say there's obviously a lot more written word and, and presentation of news today than, than ever before. And that includes even like YouTube. I mean, people get their news from YouTube. 
there are certain channels that they follow that people will post a video every day of the news. And it's like we live in this world of like incredible abundance. And, and you know, sometimes that's good and useful. And in, in cases like this, you know, you can find an audience that matches with, with certain things. And, and for some people, it's, it's much more helpful. So I think, you know, on that side of things, there's definitely like tremendous benefits. You know, if, if that's a way to, to get across ideas that doesn't have to hit everyone, but, but hit some people in a much more impactful way, I think that's, that's clearly valuable. Um, but the question is, 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 is because the news is, because is it, Certain topics are certainly more easily transformed into something that has an interesting data or visual story, right? Or some things are sure. have always I mean, some a, kinds of specific. news have always been more sensational yeah, than that, others, right? Sure. Like murders are more interesting than cancer deaths, right? And so, <laughs> right? Like sure. So so um, that kind of thing has obviously been going on for ages immemorial, but. Ha- has the kind of way the new the way the news reached us actually changed the kinds of topics that we're interested in reading, and I, and I suspect it probably has like a lot more than we think. I mean, there's a certain amount of it that we've always expected, like there's a certain amount of partisanship, right? Sure. And there's a certain amount of sensationalism, which has always yeah, I been mean, there. Tabloid Scandal. journalism yeah. has been around forever, forever, certainly. right? And that's always been there, but. Is just the fact that you can do these animated things now make it so that like we're really I, driven towards like data focused kind of articles? I, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, I think that you know that the data journalism has found its sort of niche, and there are people who find it really valuable, and I, I think it is really valuable. But I don't think I don't think that's that's driving any of the the concern. I think you know the issue is not so much the different ways to present the news. I think the issue is just the the nonstop nature of the news, right? And so. You know, it used to be you basically got your news once a day. You would get your daily newspaper or maybe a couple daily newspapers if you were crazy, right? And so now it's the fact that, like, the news is just constant and it's and it's real time, which, you know, again, like, is cool and has value, um, but also never lets you get away from it. And so, like, you know, there's – and I'm blanking on – this just came out recently, this sort of this new publication. It's an online publication, but they actually won't let you read it unless – you have no internet connection, um, which, <laughs> which is, you know, kind of amusing. Like, but they have this thing, like you have to go to the website and they won't actually let you read it until your, your internet connection is gone because they want you to focus on it and they don't want you to be interrupted and, and, and taken away from the moment. And you're like, okay, that's kind of clever. I don't know if I would do that or if I think that's like really that smart, but as a gimmick, it's, it's certainly clever. Um, but then, you know, there is <laughs> this question of like, maybe that's better. And, and, and on the flip side, like something that I've been thinking about, and I've been thinking about writing about this and I, and I haven't yet, but it's been sort of on my list of things is like, you know, even on the publishing side, um, you know, we've always, at TechDirt, you know, we've never been you know, every once in a while we'll sort of break a story that nobody else has, has written about. But that's rare. I mean, most of what we're doing is taking news that is already out there and is out there in other places and writing some sort of commentary about it. And for that, like, there is, you know, there is an expiration date in which it's too late to write about something. But, it, you know, we don't have to be fast and we don't try to be fast. And we don't, you know, when a story happens, we're, you know, often a day or so or, or a few days or even a week after after it happens. And we think mm-hmm. that that's okay because we're providing commentary. But, um, you know, I've been wondering about like, you know, some people refer to it as this concept of like slow news. Like instead of rushing to the, the instant news, um, you know, maybe maybe it's better to take a step back and wait. 
um, you know, the um, the radio show on the media, they do a whole series um, called Breaking News Handbooks for, for yeah. different situations. So they have like the school shooter Breaking News Handbook or, um, you know, terrorist Breaking News Handbook. I forget what all – they have all these different Breaking News Handbooks. And, and like a lot of them, the focus is on like the news that is coming out like right away is often incorrect. You know, the, the – you know – Almost every like school shooter story starts out people say that there are multiple shooters and it very, you know, frequently turns out that there's just one and, you know, there are all these misreports and all this other stuff. And and so there's like this idea of like, is there value in saying like, we're not going to dig in on this story right now because it's still happening and people don't know what the real details are. And so I've been thinking about like, should we be more explicit about the idea like we are not going to report on news until a day or two has gone by and we have time to sort of digest it and put it into context and think about how, you know, realistic it is now that or, or how important it is, honestly. And so that's from the publishing side. But I'm wondering if there's, you know, if there's a similar argument from the consumption side of people should maybe wait and not have to read everything in the moment. I, I think certain publications have had that sort of like slow news built into them because their cadence was not daily sure um like the economist is like a, i think a right but, but here's the here's I, no and, and i agree with that i mean like historically traditionally but i think all of those publications including the economist have then felt sort of pressured yeah. to to be the sort of always on always publishing you know get closer to the breaking news time timeline because mm-hmm. of the internet Huh. I I actually I'm not sure if the economist feels that because they're always I mean so that's slow. a very specific example. Yeah. But but no, I, I mean like the, no, I you know in, in the in, in the case general. of the economist, like yes, yeah. for the most part they haven't done that, but they did launch blogs, which I think was mm-hmm. kind of a response to that. That right. specific and, and I think thing. the the Atlantic definitely has has you know shifted their coverage to kind of faster news. Yeah, even, totally. You know, they've gotten they've gotten yeah. much much more. And I'm a huge, I'm a, I've always been a huge fan of, the, fan of the Atlantic, and I love their long form pieces. But I think they are trying to figure out what the balance is between being able to stay relevant with this the kind of like internet news cycle and at the same time publishing long thoughtful you know pieces of of long form yeah and and I'll say too like you know breaking news will often get a lot of the traffic and, and so like you know right. it it becomes this race where everyone sort of wants to get that traffic and and you know occasionally like a really thoughtful piece will 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 sort of you know upset that that order of things but um, you know, I, I'm I'm wondering. It also about, takes a lot of work to write a long, thoughtful piece about yes. something, right? Yeah, and to, it's, and, it's and a lot easier to write. It's so much easier to, to just write a, write a quick piece about something that's happening. Sure, hence now. hence the term the hot take, right? right? I mean, that's that's the whole idea. Is like you know, you write something up quick about what's happening now, and you sort of try and capitalize while the attention is hot. Right, and um, it's interesting because it's happening now, not because it's well thoughtful. Right, so, and well, that's the question: is is it interesting because it's I think important? it. I mean, it is right. I think you know, we're we're human, and you can feel in in our gut when something's happening right now how how interesting how you'll stop to to look and read. Right, so sure. I mean, there there's something right. There's something very real about something being interesting because it's happening right now. Right, so. Sure, sure, and and people want to be in the know, and you want to sort of, you know, even like, you know, <laughs> again, I'm just going back to my own bad habits, like, you know, if I haven't read some, if I haven't, you know, checked Twitter in a while, and I've been, you know, busy, say, doing other, you know, important work, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then I go back, and I, you know, and some big story happened like four or five hours ago, and I'm just like, 
oh my gosh, I'm so late. You know, <laughs> like I, I missed this important news that happened all of like four hours ago. Mike, it'll uh, be okay. And, and I, I just close I, those tabs. It'll be fine. <laughs> no, no, the tabs will never <laughs> close. <laughs> um, but you know, it, it, there is this sort of mental, there's a psychology to it. Um, that, that, you know, there are questions about whether or not that's that is the healthiest way to 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 deal with these things. And so, like, you know, I, I obviously like yeah. I, I think, you know, I think people are overreacting to the idea that like social media is somehow harmful. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at least sympathetic to the idea that that we we don't yet have a handle on sort of the best way for people to handle these things. And and. You know, I, I'm also optimistic that, like, over time, people will sort of figure out, and some people will always have problems with it, but, like, I think people will sort of figure out best practices, and maybe there are new tools and services that will come along that will be helpful also. Um, but, you know, it, it does feel like some of the way we're sort of set to consume news today is, is, is maybe not the greatest. And with that, I've silenced you. <laughs> well, I mean, that's because that's such an um, unrefutable statement. A- any not, real world state of anything is, is not going to be the greatest, right? Like, you can't <laughs> sure. say of anything that it's, this is completely yeah, optimal. <laughs> no, I, I, sure. But, but, but it's, you know, I, I think, like, you know, there is, there is an argument that, like, no, you know, it's all great and everybody's finding all this wonderful information. You can you could be purely about boosterism, right, and, and purely purely optimism or – um, and, and I mean, I am still optimistic, but, but I sort of recognize that, that some of the way that we consume news through social media where it's this sort of, you know, constant hit can be distracting and, you know, in some ways sort of paralyzing. Yeah, but the thing that you should understand about that, like when people have a criticism about the way people consume news now versus mm-hmm. how they perhaps used to consume it before, is that um, – a lot of people that are consuming news now just didn't consume any news, period, in the sure. past. Yeah, that's and, a good point. And, and I think news itself as a, as a thing has just become much more popular. Uh, people talk about it a lot more than they used to. Like people used to look at me like I was some kind of alien when I used to talk about the news maybe like 15 years ago, right? I like, definitely looked at you like you are an alien, Hirsch. Right? It, it just wasn't something that people talked about. Like you, <laughs> you, you were kind of that weird person. And now I think because um, – because of social media and stuff, everyone's aware of what the big news stories are, right? Like, <laughs> sure. It, it used to be you had to be a real, like, politics nerd to yeah. know about, like, what a special election is going on, this and that. And now, like, almost everybody knows. Like, there was, like, an exciting election recently. And the Democrats... Did you say everyone knows? I don't know if everyone knows. Well, yeah, not I don't everyone. Know but, everyone. Come on, Hirsch. Not everyone, I, but, I think, like... I think it may I don't also, even, even, I don't even know if a large our, majority knows. No, yeah. I shouldn't say everyone, but I should say everyone in my circle. Right? <laughs> that may like, have more to do with how your circle. No, has but I would say that same that circle? same circle wouldn't have known that is what I'm saying. Ten or fifteen years ago, know. like they'd be uh, too busy. It's like it's not the kind of thing where, in other words, the the, the enthusiasm for particular newsworthy subjects is infectious now, and so everybody knows about. Um, like, like for example, like Dennis, do you remember the? Uh, Bill Clinton impeachment stuff going on when we were freshmen in college? Um, not specifically, but I yeah, remember that it, it might have been happening. Sure. Yeah, it was happening, but certainly people weren't yeah. going from class to class talking about it, and it wasn't really a, a thing. Whereas kids now, like, 
they talk about Trump's impeachment, even though there isn't even an active impeachment uh, thing going on. Like it, it, it's, I think the news itself has become more um, newsworthy, <laughs> or more a more of a topic, more mm-hmm. of a thing that everybody in every well, demographic, a, you know, talks I, I, that, about. that may or may not be true. Right? I mean, I I, I, I wonder how much that. of that is yeah. is confirmation bias. I mean, that that yeah, we, uh, you know, within our yeah. circles, we see that, and therefore it must be true universally. I, I'm not entirely sure that's true. Uh, obviously, I mean, I think that, you know, when we're talking about like this particular administration, there seems to be a lot more sort of newsworthy stories coming out of the administration and all the sort of changes and, and fights and, and battles and, and, and yeah. issues. Um, it's much so like th- a, say, reality TV show, if you will. Right, for, for example. So, but, but, you know, so, but that, that's a, so, so it's interesting whether or not there's a, whether or not people are having trouble distinguishing, like, is it this particular administration that is, is the, is the issue or like the fact that the news is all sort of coming drip, drip, drip. A little bit social of social media. Uh, and, and it could be, yeah. it certainly is likely to be, to be some of both. Um, but, you know, it, it is interesting to me at least to see like, you know how will how will our consumption our news consumption habits continue to change, um, and or or you know will then I I assume they will though you know, I mean I've been kind of a news junkie forever so like you know I still remember my excitement over over Pointcast which was like <laughs> the the original sort of news junkie application. Um, you know that would, would just beam a ton of news to you in whatever 1997 or whenever that came out. Good stuff. Straight um, to your desktop. Yeah, Windows 98 machine. That was awesome stuff. Um, but you know, but I, but I, I do wonder, and it, it feels to me like maybe there are some some innovations that can come along and, and new services that'll that'll just be better for how we consume news. Um, and even then, like. You know, my my news consumption habits have changed quite a bit over time. I mean, going back, there was Pointcast, and then you know, and we there was to, RSS. Don't forget, there was RSS. I was going to say there was RSS, yeah. and be, be, before RSS, I, I even um, uh, I, I used this like multi-page browser, like <laughs> this uh, uh, the, the predecessor to Tabs. Yeah, in, in a pre-Tab era, um, yeah. there were a couple services that would basically you could put in. A list of like you know five or ten oh, yeah. sites that you they wanted to, to they visit. They concatenate them into one big one into page. one giant page, and so yeah. I that used to be my, that was my original uh, source to, to to cover a bunch of news. I, I used a few different services, but I remember one was called Quick Browse, I think, and you know and, and that had like the you know the ten websites I had to go visit every day, um, and I could load them all into a single page, and and. You know, and then RSS and RSS readers and then Twitter and social media and Facebook and all these other services now. And so, you know, that's not going to stop. I think that's that's just going to continue to change and we're just going to have to adapt and adjust. Um, but anyways, I think we've we've gone on long enough unless you guys have any sort of final words on, on this and convince convince me that I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, like I said, I mean, you, you're not saying anything uh, very risky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I just part of me feels that like there is some truth behind all this, but part of it is is a little bit of just traditional moral panic about people not not yet coming to grips with with how to use the new things in a way that's productive. So, anyways, I agree. That, that's <laughs> that's our podcast for this week. Uh, Dennis Hirsch, thanks for joining us, and everyone who's listening, thanks for listening in as well. And we'll be back next week. Five, 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 five,
wanna get To grab a shovel and dig up the tap If we don't stand up to them, someone will get To grab a shovel and dig up the tap